listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. What is Akeem Tlaib going to bring to the L.A. Rams? Let's tackle that. Take you around the league with a great friend of the program, Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, thanks for taking the time. What do you make of the aggressive moves the Rams have been making, specifically on defense this offseason? First, they picked up Marcus Peters. Now Akeem Tlaib's on his way to Southern California. They're both talented, but perhaps temperamental as well. Yes, they are temperamental. But remember, Wade Phillips had to leave in Denver, and you saw how good that defense was. And the idea of putting a couple of corners out there on the edges and, and telling them to take care of their business while while the other guys worry about rushing the passer and, and Aaron Donald uh, leading that charge up the middle, I, I think it's it's pretty easy to see what you know what the Rams have in mind and, and how that plays out in the best-case scenario. Now, at the same time, they've traded Robert Quinn to the Dolphins or – have that pending. So they're going to need a little bit of juice off the edge. Uh, you know, they could bring back Connor Barwin, but, but Quinn was definitely their best edge rusher. So I, I think there's still some other shoes to drop, but I, I think the idea is, you know, first and foremost, they, they franchise LaMarcus Joyner at safety. And then they have these two corners out there and have those guys take care of business and let everybody else go and, and try and uh, break the spirit of some quarterbacks. Let's stay in that division. Seattle moving on from Richard Sherman after they made the deal, sending Michael Bennett to the Eagles. Before we talk about the culture of the team potentially changing, let's focus in particular on Sherman. We know he's expensive, trying to come back from the Achilles injury. Where do you think he is at this stage of his career? I don't break down the tape, but we get a general consensus of opinion. Do you think slippage has presented itself in his game? Because you probably know he's been on Twitter today saying the metrics indicate his play has been consistent. Well, yeah, I mean, I have noticed that. And, and one thing Sherman is doing is he's saying since 2011. And there's no doubt that if you take that entire window from the start of his career to today, that, that Richard Sherman is about as good a cornerback as there's been in the league over that span. The last couple of years, yes, there has been some slippage. And he's a guy who that scheme and that that team was so talented that it, it was always hard to kind of quantify what, you know, the chicken and the egg there. Uh, that said, Sherman was great, and I think Sherman can still be effective. I, I think the idea of him being the cornerback the that he was when they went to the Super Bowl two straight years, I, I think that's a little bit harder to buy. But if you look at him as, as a guy who's across from another strong corner, he, he's not going to necessarily be running the field with the, the, number one corner, the number one receivers on other teams. I, I think that is if you downshift those expectations a bit, he, he's going to still be a really effective player for somebody. Uh, I, I know the Seahawks have, have said, you know, he said the Seahawks told him they want him back at a lower price. I'd be surprised if that's how things work out. I think that he'll move on. Uh, I know New England was interested in him in a trade last year and, and had some talks with Seattle. If Malcolm Butler moves on, which which we're certainly expecting based on uh, the Super Bowl benching, that that could be an interesting landing spot if the price is right. And, you know, kind of calls to mind the, the Darrell Ray Revis signing of a, a few years before. Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. So Sherman could be coming back potentially. I'll believe it when we see it. He's gone for now. Bennett on his way to Philadelphia. According to reports, Earl Thomas is on the trading block. Do you think this is all motivated by Seattle 
massively hitting the reset button. They have come to the realization it's a changing of the guard into the vision. The Rams now the team that is on the rise. Or do you think there's also maybe a cultural motivation here? Because there's been so much talk about this team being divided between offense and defense. Why not make this undeniably now Russell Wilson's football team? Well, I think there's some of that, but I, I think that's predicated on how expensive that defense had gotten and how much you, you've already got these questions about whether Cam Chancellor or Cliff Avril is gonna even, are even going to play again from neck injuries. And I, I think more likely than not, Thomas remains, and, and he and, and Bobby Wagner are, are the centerpieces of the defense moving forward, and, and they'll still be able to put together, I think, a good defense around them. But, yeah, it's Russell Wilson's team now, and – if you if you close the door on on that era of of the Seahawks where that legion of boom and and just the the loud the brashness uh of that of that unit that you know Bennett and and Sherman were so closely tied to that that I think it's hard not to see it as a as an attempt to change the culture, but I think it's one born from football reasons rather than this idea that, that, you know, we needed to protect Russell Wilson or, or we needed to get rid of these guys because they're bad guys. I, I think this was really about, uh, in some cases, perhaps making a move a year too early and, and getting that financial shape together and, and really try and address some of these issues in the running game and, and the offensive line that have gone not unaddressed, but but haven't been successfully addressed in, in the last few years. And, and I think it's just a little bit of a shift in, in priorities, but it, it is certainly one that makes this much more Russell Wilson's team than Russell Wilson and the Seahawks defense. Chatting with Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com. Let's make the move to Michael Bennett's new team in Philadelphia. Eagles continue to be aggressive today, trading Torrey Smith to Carolina, picking up cornerback Daryl Worley, and in the process, dumping some salary. So much of the conversation is going to center on what's going on under center. Do you think Nick Foles goes back to being number two on the depth chart, stays in Philadelphia, or the Eagles view him as an asset? They can flip him because you know the report that a anonymous AFC team, there's only 16 of them, we could probably figure out which one of them, picked up the phone and offered a second-round pick to the Eagles for Nick Foles. I, I honestly think if I were the Eagles, and I would rather have Nick Foles in the second-round pick, uh, given how late in the year Wentz's injury was and 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 just any thought that if he's not ready for the start of the year, or, or even if you have this just you know killer team around uh, around Wentz right now, to be in that same position that if something were to happen next year that that you can step in and and still strike while the iron's hot, uh, I I you know I I don't know what what will wind up happening and and Howie Roseman one thing he's shown over the last couple of years is he's not afraid to make bold moves and big moves and, and training foals would be a big one, I think because of, of those things. But I, I, I do think that it, it would take more than a second round pick for me to, to give up the security that, that you have with foals, especially if he's not banging the drum to, to say, get out of here. And, and nobody's, you know, nobody's saying that that's the case. We know that somebody's going to give Kirk Cousins a lot of money, be it the Minnesota Vikings, New York Jets, potentially Arizona or Denver. Josh, what is your assessment of Kirk Cousins? When the team hands him upwards of $30 million a year based on the annual average salary, what are they going to get when they pick up Kirk Cousins? 
I mean, they're going to get a very capable NFL quarterback. I, I don't think he's a uh, first tier. I think he's solidly second tier. He's a guy you can win with. Um, but I, I think that as we saw in, in Washington the last couple of years, that, that when the receiving core was hurt and the running game didn't come together, it, it was hard for Cousins to do much. And I, I would look at a team like the Vikings as, as a team where if you're going to make that kind of expenditure and, and you think that's something that's going to push you over the top, I, I could see why they would rather spend that money on Cousins than you know extend their commitment with Case Keenum. There's a longer track record. There's less of a, this memory of, of sort of the, the end of the Saints game and, and then, of course, the, the Eagles game in the playoffs where you sort of saw Keenum wilt a bit in the face of really tough defensive uh, opposition. And, and I think Cousins, look, Cousins has some of that in his own history. And he's not a perfect quarterback. So I, I think that the, the more you can surround him with, the better. I, I, uh, my fear with the Jets is, is that it becomes sort of like what they did with Neil O'Donnell. Uh, and, and I think that would extend a little bit to, to the, the Broncos as well, um, that, that you have this quarterback and just nothing around him. And, and I don't think Cousins is a guy who's going to thrive in that kind of situation. Josh, great information as always. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right. Have a great one, Brian. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.